lifestyle. It's the bachelor lifestyle. Welcome back. You are listening to the Bachelor Lifestyle from the Lifestyle.com. My name is Brian Beckner. I am joined, as always, by Jason Stewart to talk Katie Thurston's. We're right about the midpoint of Katie Thurston's season, I believe. Jason, how are you? Hello, everybody. Wow. Um, so Jason, I believe this was episode five. I think they usually do 10. So we're right at the halfway point. I will say this when she kicked, it's still happening to me when the guys she kicked off a couple of them, I'd never seen before for sure. Like I knew, I mean, not to spoil it. I'm watching the sun with my uh, son, Jacob. I got him into this show, which, you know, I don't know if that makes me uh, an awful dad, but he likes it. Yeah, for the same reasons I do, because we can laugh at him and stuff. And uh, and he and I told him uh, that when the district attorney wasn't given the rose this episode, I'm like, that guy hasn't said one word <laughs> on. <laughs> That's who that was. The guy from and Newport. He, he made if he made any impression on her, it was never shown that she even looked at him. Yeah. Um, and, and he's a district attorney from Orange County. He probably has got a great rap. Like he's yeah. probably really pissed off that he got this kind of edit. Like he totally. looked like a total nobody. Yeah. He was like, I think he was like one of those guys that'll, that will have friends moving forward in the house, like guy buddies from the bachelor. Yeah. And he'll just be hanging out with them cause he was a good dude, but he didn't make one impression whatsoever on the bachelorette. And that's the name of the show. Well, the bachelor. yeah, he'll, cr- he'll crush it on, um, the, What's Bachelor in Paradise? He'll crush it there because he's he's tall. He's a lawyer. He's kind of racially ambiguous. He's got a lot going for him. Like he's probably been to the off-campus pub because he's from Orange County or he works here. So we never got clarification on on whether the pub nope has been around. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's I'll reached look. out to us about what's what's going on with the off-campus pub, which is which is a bummer. Uh, so what happened this week, Jason? Other than we lost that guy whose name I still don't know. Um, yeah, the name was actually in my notes at some point, but we'll get there now. Um, I will say this. You said that we're at the halfway point. Um, this was a traditional episode and by traditional, up. I mean, like an episode that you would have seen, uh, five years ago before they changed. Like at some point the show realized that the cliffhanger was, was to be left until the next episode as opposed to. I guess like traditional like movie, I'm sorry, like TV producers and suits are like you have to give a rose at the end of each episode because that's the way TV works. You have yeah. to have closure. Yep. At some point they went, no, we need to save it until the next episode. Smart. This this was like this was they started out with a group date. Then they are a one on one, then a group date, then a one on one and then the rose ceremony. And they actually gave away the rose. And it was a complete episode in its entirety. Yeah, exactly how they uh, used to do it. Although this was this was new in the sense that this is the part of the season where an uninvited interloper from a previous season shows up. And that happens every season now. So our guy, the uh, wildlife manager Blake from Canada, who, you know, we spent Claire's season with, you know, two episodes of Claire and then the rest of Tasha's yeah. season with Blake. Very simple guy, yeah. uh, 
you know, not, he's very unremarkable, but yeah. he's got a nice smile. And but he can't put he, he really can't put a sentence together without looking completely uh, like 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 just putting thoughts together looks overwhelming to him. I don't yes. know. Most of, a lot of people in our lives, uh, we have a, a couple of those buddies maybe that like just putting together simple thoughts looks hard. Yeah, and that's and he's got he's got the accent which w- would get annoying after a while. The um, breaking news. Andrew M. Andrew M. The is the warrior deputy district attorney from Newport Beach. Andrew M. 31. You will be missed. And he probably thought of the Andrews. Yeah. Him and Andrew S. That he would have lasted because he's like, oh, the Andrew, other guy is a Vienna football player who oh. talks in the British accent he's for also, some reason. He's also called Andrew? Yeah, he's Andrew oh, S. God. Oh, yep, Andrew uh, S., pro football player. So, uh, so Blake is joining joins the show oh, after. Uh, hold on, hold on. Andrew M. played one year of professional water polo in Hungary's first division, the most competitive league in the world. That's pretty good. But, I mean, yeah. No, I mean I I watched uh, water polo throughout my son's career at Corona High School. He yeah. played four years. He lettered. Yep. And I had said after watching a few games that like if I were to do high school all over again, yeah, I would have just done water polo in the off season to have that chiseled they're all body. They're all like, jacked. They're carved out of ice. They're all if jacked. I known that i would have done that been in shape for baseball and stuff but i just would have played water polo to be in that shape that guy must have an incredible body if you play professional it's it's expected that you'll do swimming too which is the same season as baseball so you're not you can't do baseball and water polo that's those are mismatched sports i agree so the the uh lawyer from newport beach andrew hold on there's two more facts there's right there's two more he played pro water polo one season i mean Hey, whatever. Um, two more facts about him. Loves to sample men's fragrances from magazine inserts. Highly suspect. That's really? All I'll say. That's sus- I've never done that. Have you ever done that? No. Is that even still a thing? Who gets, who gets, who gets analog magazines anymore? <laughs> that's a good point. Right? Okay, and here's the last thing. Here's the last thing that's going to drive you crazy for a couple reasons, probably. And Andrew M., I'm a fan of. When Andrew M. graduated from college, he T-bowed on the stage. He T-bowed? Was that when you, like, do, like, a you take a knee? What's T-bowing again? It's taking a knee, right? I thought that was the Kaepernick. Oh, the Kaepernick. Well, what's what's T-bowing? I, I remember it. I, I, it does sound familiar that you take a knee and, and praise God or something. Is that is it uh-huh. is it the same as when you get is it the same as when you get iced? Do you remember getting iced? Where somebody Maybe. would somebody would be like, I mean, I never got iced, but and I would and if I did, I would just say no. But that's when somebody would give you oh T-bowing. I'm looking it up right now. That's when somebody would give you give you unsuspectingly. Oh yeah, you take a knee and you like pray. You go you like take a knee. And then you put your elbow on your knee, and then you put your head down, like it, as as if in prayer. So yeah, that's fine. Yeah, whatever. That's great. Okay, as you were saying, 
just saying that uh, Blake um, is is joins the room for the first time, and like we spoke last week, how as the Bachelorette as its own entity has evolved, uh, men and society have become much more in touch with their feelings, depending on you know what you know how old you are maybe and what your traditions are. You think yep. men are softer. Yeah, men are a little, a little bit more, um, you know, intolerable. Uh, however you want to put it, but whatever Gen Z millennial thing is, th- this is like this season is a great example of that because all these guys are bitches. Like, yeah, they are. I've never seen a group of guys that have no shame in pouting. And and really, like, again, showing their feelings like I don't know a stoic person in this bunch, like a guy's guy, like a James no, Cagri, uh, um, you know, the silent type. Anyways, right. um, so Blake walks into the room and they do the very manly thing and ice him out and don't talk to him and yeah. look, look at him with pouting eyes. Uh, well, Tasha introduces him, and it's so cheesy where she's like, you know, someone from my past reached out to me, and it's such a lie. And all the guys are like, what? We did not sign up for this bullshit. And, but of course they did. And then what did they, well, somebody's like, what was the, how do you know each other or something? And Katie had to explain, like, she had to, like, set them at ease. But she'd clearly been DMing with this dude. It is, it is, this this show is so juiced. It's so much more juiced than it, it used to be. It's really kind of irritating for bachelor purists like Jason Stewart and myself. That's true. Um, and, you know, as we theorized last week, you know, Katie was, uh, you know, DMing this guy. Yep. And she told the producers, I'd like to break on my season. Of course. They said, we can't put him with the original 30. We're just going to make believe that he reached out to Tasha, and but we'll get him in here. But you just need to play ball with us. And they go this this stupid story. And I, I was thinking this too, as a um, as a side note. And you bring in Tasha, right? Tasha walks into the room to tell the guys about this this new person. Yeah. And I'm thinking that like how many of those guys? Because you know Tasha's not like Tyra Banks, where like. Maybe yeah. there's 15 to 20 years separating these guys or whatever. It's like Tasha was just the bachelorette yesterday. So like she's still she's the smoking actual last bachelorette. I don't I'm kind of done with Tasha though. But okay, she's still smoking hot and she walks into a room and like just last season if Tasha walked into a room, she has 13 guys oohing and on like outwardly whistling. And I'm thinking how much restraint does it take these these men who aren't much older than the last season of Bachelors, uh, obviously, from doing that. Like, Tasha walks in, I know at least three or four of them are thinking it. You know, like, holy shit, look at that. Like, yeah, but she's right there. How much restraint does it take anyone not to whistle when a good-looking woman walks into a room? Like, personally, <laughs> I've, I've done it zero times. I've felt compelled to do it zero times. I would take, I would say it takes almost no restraint not to openly ogle or do the just because an attractive woman happens to be somewhat near your presence. So 
to your point, um, so at least half the room is saying, holy crap, I'd like to get her naked. But and thinking that. <laughs> yes. But, but the format of the show is the bachelorette walks into the room and all the guys do something like vocally. Like that's just kind of the way this show works. Yeah. So anyways, um, Blake uh, talks to the room. Katie uh, tells the room why um, why he's there. And then does the real like shitty thing to the room. And not only does she like bring in a new guy into the uh, show, but she gives him the first one-on-one date. It's like, you got to let this thing breathe for a little bit, but totally. of course the producer to inject as much drama as possible. Um, and I think Matt did the same thing last year. Like Matt handpicked Michelle to be on the show and they figured out some, just some roundabout way to get her on the show where so they put dumb. five women in and he chose her as a one-on-one like pretty early. Yep. Um, so anyways, Katie goes out with Blake. Now what we know about Blake is that he's a, he's a wildlife manager, which I've pointed out many times is a contradiction in terms. <laughs> you can't manage I mean, wildlife by definition can't be managed. So really good point. It's got wild right there yeah. in the very first word of the of the compound word that starts the title of his job is wild so um but if you are going to be a wildlife manager and which implies that you are very uh close and you relate to wildlife you can't also say horses terrorize me horses terrify me that's what he tells Katie when he finds out that horseback riding is the activity of the day and horses terrify him. How is that? If this guy has been around wild life, how could like horses that have been, um, you know, obviously yes. and maintained by men for centuries, yep. they're harmless animals yep. that are very useful why yeah. would a horse of all animals terrorize you? Well, I mean, horses are pretty. As someone that's been forced to spend time around horses, um, I they're very big and they're kind of scary, and they have huge dongs. They have huge dongs that get that randomly get erect for some reason. I don't even know why, and they're pink. But I, I thought it was interesting that the wildlife manager at the end of the horse riding thing was like, she's like. So how'd you feel about riding horses? And he's like, I, I loved it. He's like, I kind of want to get one. <laughs> what the fuck is that? You're like, aren't you supposed to like keep things wild? You're not just, you're not supposed to collect animals just cause you had a good time on what, like, I kind of want to get one. This, what even is that? That's just, that's such a big commitment. It's just a random thing that he yeah, throws out. What else is he going to do impulsively? Right, it's not like a golden retriever. Yeah, you, um, you, you get home and you he's have a and you need to have like stable. You don't just go out and get a horse no. on a whim. And no, also if you're a wildlife manager, your line should be like, you know what? I think when I get home, I'm going to start. I'm going to go out and start barebacking wild horses because I'm I'm a wildlife manager. I'm just going to yeah. jump on a few and then bareback them and, and and ride around. Jason, Jason. <laughs> Got a got a call a foul there. There's been a penalty on the play. It's your multiple uses of the of the word barebacking. Can you not 
Can you that's not? That's a horse term. <laughs> I don't Sorry, think it is. It is? It's a horse term. Oh, I'd, 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 I'd be almost 99% sure. That just means that you run up to a horse without a saddle and you, and you ride it. <laughs> can, can, can somebody, can, can one of the horse people in our audience confirm to me whether or not bareback is the, is the preferred nomenclature? I can almost guarantee it is. So we'll throw that out there and we'll leave that out there. Um, there was a lot, uh, and at the lunch, there was a lot of making out and aggressive making out for two people that quote unquote just met on a show. Like they, they've been up in each other's DMS. I might even say they've met in person based on how comfortable they looked in this one scene, um, it looks it looks like they've been uh, they've been going out for a long time. Um, so Blake uh, has, is making out with Katie. Now the big the big um, I guess you would say um, uh, date yes. card yes the group date card yes. Yes. session. So all the guys get on the couch, right? Mm. And um, everybody is squeezed in for the date card. I hate and it. Nobody, I hate nobody it. wants to be on the group date. Now, I don't know is, if you, you want the one-on-one, but if you've seen the show, um, you have to know that there's going to be at least three guys that remind you that in order to, to advance their relationship with the subject, they need to have their one-on-one yeah. time. They don't want to be on the group. Yet. And you know, you know who's really bitching about one-on-one time is the guy with the, um, with, that's rocking the black blazer with the black turtleneck with the chain over the turtleneck. Because you're wearing a turtleneck. People can't see your jewelry, so you got to wear it outside. you got to have your show chain outside of the turtleneck. What's that guy's name? That's a, a James, and that's a really bold look. It and really got, is. Whether it's a fake bake or an, or he just is like he lives on the sun, but he's got a, like this lobster tan, sea <laughs> hair, and then yeah, turtleneck with the jewelry. He's very. It looks like he got sunburned. Like doing was did he get sunburned doing the um the once again. Eventually, somebody's going to die in one of these challenges. The Bachelor now likes to do; they like to do testosterone fueled, helmetless rugby, right. fucking made up sport like rugby, like rugby slash basketball games. Like they like to get the testosterone pumped up. They like to get all these jacked dorks out on the field and see which one of them is a potential psychopath. And we learned this episode that Hunter is in fact someone that will one day commit a murder. So, so there, the, there have been um, promos leading up to this episode for a couple of weeks yeah. now yeah. that misled us, by the way, yeah, um, they always do. Hunter is a psychopath. But yes, he is. He, he wasn't the one that almost sent a guy to a hospital. What, what they did yeah. was that, Hunter was the first to do something aggressive. They play this this game, and we're moving forward a, a little bit before we get to the end of Blake State, but yeah. they play the, this game that combines basketball with rugby. So yeah. it's basically it's basketball where you could just tackle and block the shit out of, of, the other, of the other guy. And, of course, 
as they do in all these competitions, they break them up into two teams and the losing team doesn't spend the rest of the night with Katie. Yeah. So uh, there's a lot on the line lot because I don't know line. if you know this, but the only way to advance <laughs> on the show is to get that quality time with Katie. So they need, they are going balls out. Now, uh, Hunter, I guess was the first one. Somebody went, went up for a layup and he just flat out like, like uh, not even tackle. It was like a defensive back hitting a, a vulnerable wide receiver uh, in the solar plex. Now, um, after that, they said Hunter set the tone, and then they just start ripping each other's heads off. Now, yeah. I can only imagine what the liability is for something like this. You have yeah. you have grown men in their mid to, to mid twenties to mid thirties um, being very violent with each other with with little or no protection. Both of the hits that they showed would have been five minute majors in the NHL. Yes. Both of the hits they showed would have been immediate ejections in the NFL. Yes. Like these are cheap shots. And I can, I mean, I can speak for someone who's, who's pulled many muscles and stuff like that. Like at the very least, there's going to be like some, some bad muscle pulls, some, some broken bones. They must have had to sign their life away. There's yeah. no way in hell yeah. that show allows that to happen nope. without being fully free of liability. Yep. Now, uh, Hunter sets the tone, but then we see like three or four people almost get killed. Yep. Um, and then our guy, and I'm trying to th- I'm trying to look at his name. Michael here. A. Well, Michael A. is is the, the single he's, father. He's the victim. Uh, he's the one that gets he's the one that gets victimized. He's the, he's the least. Uh, muscular at least masculine of this entire crew he's pretty fey but also he's like he's like i can't believe i gotta take my shirt off with all because all these guys are jacked and it's true that they're all jacked but but michael's not like fat or anything like he's just like kind of normal not really doesn't really have like a lot of extra body fat he's just like kind of fine like no one would look at him and think he looks bad without his shirt off (laughs) so that, but he gets um, – I, I didn't really look at it because like, literally it was like one of those things where I couldn't look. I, I was cringing at what might happen. It was so violent. It was so reckless. Well, and then, he's running free and someone comes up and jacks him from behind. From behind. Okay. Yeah. So he but snaps his neck it was like, and then he hits his head on the, on the, yes. on the ground or something afterwards. So, um, so anyways, it's the artist, the guy that paints everything. He's the one who actually laid the hit. Trey? Yeah. Uh, no, see, it, it was the other dude. I forget his name, but he he plays like he's always painting Josh. shit for her. Josh, okay. So um, no, so I Josh don't know actually. Jesse, yeah, um, they got the paramedics out there. The last two weeks, we've been under the impression that Hunter was the guy that put the guy Justin his name Justin Justin. Um, and yeah. So, anyways, Katie at that point comes in and says, "That's it, guys. We're calling." It's like that did it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Poor, could have called this thing after the first hit. Yes. Like, yes. she let this thing go on way too long. Right. Well, I like and how then, they, I like how they m- m- were supposed to believe that Katie is in charge of the game. <laughs> like she. That's not the thing. Yes. There were no officials. There yes, weren't. What were the rules? Because know. you know, you know what they did. They had this the guy um, who I think is trying out for Harrison's spot, uh, the the permanent guy, the, the Wells. They uh, they have Wells, Wells Adams. And, 
and then the very um, effeminate uh, gay man that has been like a hairdresser. Yeah, who is he? he? But he, Marco, he's just become the the bachelor. Oh, he's just like there. He's just a guy who does these things, and he's very effeminate, and it gets everybody. All the guys are a little uncomfortable, but they they showed them like doing calisthenics and stuff. But I don't remember any rules being exchanged. So basically, like you could you can kill people for your chance to be with Katie. And um, so anyway, she calls it. She's the referee, and then she, this is what she does. She says, "You know what? You guys are all winners." And you know what? I'm going to be the old guy on the lawn here. My generation, yeah, yeah. My participation generation, trophies. This is what my gener- how my generation reacts to that one. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. I just put my body on the line for this. I literally risked my 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 health because the rule was the winner gets the time with you tonight, yep. and you just handed us all trophies, participation Disgusting. trophies. Bullshit. But you know what? Now, one guy did that. They had no guy complaining, either on camera or on the side. All of them were like, all of them like, jump for joy because they were all raised on participation trophies. Yep. All these guys were like, yeah, we're all winners. All right. And then they they went to the the cocktail hour. And I'm thinking, you got to be shitting me. Yeah. I would have been pissed. I agree. No, it was bullshit. It's, and that's the thing about this show. Look. Back in the back in the salad days of The Bachelor, there were some hard and fast rules to this shit. You couldn't just show up in the middle of a season and and get balls deep with The Bachelorette. Now that happens every season. You couldn't just be like, hey, I know I didn't get a rose on this one-on-one, but I want to stay. And they're just like, okay, I guess you're staying because they do that now. Right. Like there used to be rules to this shit and now there are no rules. And now it's like, hey, try to kill each other in this yeah. game with no rules and no officials. It's basically just elbow each other in the face until somebody quits. And then whoever wins gets to hang out with the bachelorette. But she changes it and just like actually everybody gets to hang out with me. That's bullshit. These and guys like- this these guys went out there and fought and died on the field almost, and now they don't get anything for their trouble? My, my thing is this, like, and she even acknowledged it, too, because maybe you were like, oh, maybe they played to a tie or – no, no. She said the black team beat the blue team. Like, she said the black oh, the black won. team had more points, and in, in sports, yeah. having more points means you won. Yeah. If the game ends in rain or what have you, you had more points, yeah. you won. Yeah. Uh, anyways, runs. God, that pissed me off. It's really uh, lame. So before we get to the um, before we get to the group date cocktail, I need to kind of wrap up what 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 happened with Blake. Okay. okay. So so Blake, um, they're they're just going at each other, making out at at the lunch, and then at dinner, Blake um, and I. I guarantee the producer, the producer told him to ask her something, and it just didn't come out right. This is what the producer wanted to do. The producer wanted to put sex positive out there, and they want they wanted Blake to try to discuss it with with Katie. So Blake says something along the lines of, um, "Why are you so sex positive?" In other, <laughs> no, it's in other words, it's, it's he, he said something like that, right? <laughs> and 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 to me, to me, it's like. 
Katie kind of saves the show by telling this extremely sad story about how she was assaulted. Um, and then she she became obsessed with this guy because she she thought that the only way to make up for this assault or something was to be in a relationship with him. It's yep. just an awful story. Horrible. She's, she's told it before, and then she told it to Blake last night. Obviously, he didn't know about it. But it kind of saves the show a little bit because it, it throws a sentimental story in there to offset or distract the show from having to explain what sex positive is. Yes. I, we still yes. still need to to explain what it is, and then when you start explaining what it is, then you become very like uh, misogynistic or something because only men can be sex positive. Like, why are you? Why why is a female sex positive? Like, what makes you that way? That's a very dangerous, like treacherous ground to cover. And they didn't get into it. And then he uh, has to say he's sex positive. Like she's she's like. <laughs> She tells the horrible story of her, a situation, using her words, where she did not, where there was no consent. Take that to mean whatever you take it to mean. And then he goes, well, as a sex positive man or something like that. And I was like, dude, just, she just talked about getting raped. Like, don't, we don't need your sex positive status. Okay. It's like, I mean, I don't know. Again, I don't think, I don't know if the show is self-aware enough to understand how, how bad that terminology is for the show. But anyways, um, Blake does a really bad job of trying to say something that you're supposed to say to a vulnerable woman who just told you a bad story, but he's very bad at it and he's not sincere. It looks like he's, he's again, again, he looks very overwhelmed. He looks overwhelmed. A lot of guys in Blake's defense, you know, he's just a big dummy. Like he's not, He's not equipped to have these kind of conversations just in life, much less on TV. You know, it's just he's, too much. He doesn't know what to say. He's a beefcake and he's a meathead. Yeah, he is. And, he's kind of cross-eyed. Canadian. Yeah, he's, uh, he's also kind of cross-eyed. Yeah. Right. He's kind of cross-eyed. So, um, so anyways, that was uh, a very unusual, uh, uncomfortable exchange, but – the great thing is the date's not over. And what do they have to do? They go into a room where a Caucasian band is playing a country, not country song. Just and like. the uh, the lead singer's name is Lane Hardy. And I, I know. Hold on. Who- hold on. We've been fooled by that before where there was one. That was just like a person's name and we're like, oh, that's the person's name. And it turns out that was the name of the band. So are, are we confirmed Lane Hardy is a guy and not a band? It's it's a guy because my son he, said right away he won American Idol. Uh, he, <laughs> Lane Hardy won American Idol. So it's not like Pink Floyd. It's not. It's right. Not, it's, it's, the, it's not the name of the band. It's it's actually Lane Hardy His from name. American Idol. Got you. Okay. Fair enough. And, and I was thinking to myself that, you know, all the shit that we all went through in Bachelor Nation over the last year with with yeah. everything that went on with, uh, you know, Rachel at the plantation party and Matt and all this stuff. I'm, I'm thinking the show has the show has come a long way. Like we went through all that. And finally, we get to a point where a Caucasian singer is serenading two white people on a dance floor. So rare, yes. (laughs) 
I'm glad that we can, we finally get to that point where, where that happens on the show. I know it's, uh, it's just not, it just, you know, there's, just, I'm just glad they're getting back to old school bachelor stuff. Right. So, yeah. um, so that does it for Blake's date. And then they get to this rugby basketball date. Um, they call it the bachelorette bash ball battle, by the way, for those that like alliteration, like I do. Um, and you know, nobody, nobody loses. Everybody wins. They're all fired up. And let me, um, let me tell you this, you, you know, our guy, Aaron, who Aaron was the guy who basically was responsible for getting Cody out. Yeah. He's the the bitch. He's the bitch. There's always one bitch on every episode. He's the bitch. And Aaron Aaron is also the guy that did the consensus building and he got the rest of the house against Thomas. Yep. Thomas is no longer. Um, Now you would have never known that because you went to sleep, but Thomas is no longer. Well, I know uh, that because we did it on the episode last week. You told me. Right. Um, So it looks like Aaron has Hunter in his sights. Aaron's doing what he's doing. He, he's starting to become uncomfortable with Hunter's aggression and Aaron is, is start, starting to do the same thing he did to Thomas. He's starting to get people on his team uh, of hating Hunter. So that's how the cocktail hour kind of plays off. That's kind of the subplot. Now, uh, we learned a couple of things at the cocktail hour. Okay, Courtney with a Q. Uh, R.I.P. By the way, we, we we say goodbye to to Courtney with a Q at the he, end of this episode. He um. I like when he gets kicked off and everybody's like, hey, later, Q. Later, Q. Q. Yeah. Now, this had or it had nothing to do with with him uh, being sent home, but it couldn't have helped because remember Courtney with a Q was all about the puns when he walked out of the limo and his puns weren't necessarily puns as they were just obvious sexual innuendo. There was nothing. There was nothing very. Uh, veiled about it. There's nothing uh, subtle about it. And this time around, he really did himself uh, a favor by uh, draping himself in toilet paper and telling Katie that he wants to be her toilet paper when all the shit goes down. Oh, I didn't see that. What? I didn't, yeah, how did I miss you, that? You love defecation humor. I hate it. Oh, my God. I'm so... Who you know some producer, some sleaze <laughs> talked him into that where they're like, Hey, I've been waiting to do this. This is a perfect time. Like, I don't a couple other guys wanted to do it, but I wanted to give it to you. Here's yeah. the joke we're going with. It's you're gonna get some big time camera time out of this and probably a shot on Bachelor in Paradise. You can be the guy that shows up with toilet paper, disgusting, on bachelor in paradise what do you think and he's like yeah i'm into it let's do it (laughs) and then say um when the shit goes down you want to be there for her disgusting uh, don't say it again yeah Yeah. so um courtney got sent home and maybe that little that little scene did it for him who knows but um anyways um the virgin gets in and he took a big step the virgin mike the virgin baseball player he says, you know, I like to use first uh, uh, sports analogies. Um, so I'm going to try to get to first base right now. And he starts making out with her. Little, little does Mike the Virgin know that he's about 
18th in. He's about the 18th guy that's done that. Totally okay. Uh, do we know the bases? Uh, somebody explained the bases to me as the as like d- different levels of the body. So so first base is like head, like kissing. Second yeah, base I, is breasts. You, you do know, the math the on the years, rest. I've always, I've always gotten the impression that first base wasn't even kissing. I, I thought first base either. was holding hands. Oh, second base was a kiss. Third is like uh, foreplay, feeling up or foreplay or something, oh. and then home run is everything. But like, oh, so so he may have gotten his bases wrong. But I think yeah. that I think that people have their own bases. But we'll we'll, we'll have our our listeners uh, Google that. It's confusing. Um, so I just thought it was funny how he thought this was a big step. Little does he know, you know he he's really late in making out with her. Um, Hunter, the psycho. Yeah, is real proud of the way he set the tone during the the uh, rugby match. Yeah. He was he was a, a little uh, Tasmanian devil, as somebody put it, and he is he does have that like rabid look to him. Like there's yeah. something going yeah, there's on. Something He's dealing with, with a lot of demons, I think. Yeah, he is. He definitely uh, is. Now remember, <clears throat> during the AA meeting where everyone did circular chairs and admitted awful things about themselves, he worked too much. He, Work too much, yep. and he he's got a couple kids, yep. and him working too much ruined his marriage, and that was his big uh, reveal. So now he brings kids' pictures to the little uh, cocktail hour one on one. You know that bringing kids' pictures is a pretty darn good way to not get voted off the show, uh, or or yeah. or or yeah, I don't want to waste your time. Yeah. You're right. It's like You're hey, right. here's my baggage. Hey, remember all this baggage I have? Here's here's evidence of the baggage I'm carrying with me. Here's Not what that. you're going to be stuck with later. I think I think you're right. It could go either way. So I guess it's yeah. a pretty risky move. She loves it. She calls she calls it the cutest thing ever. Obviously, you're a proud dad. That's awesome. Um, so she plays it up so much so that this guy gets a rose. He gets a rose. Um First of all, he's like five foot three. Yeah, he's not much taller than than she is, yeah. and he gets a rose, and everybody's pissed because yeah. first of all, Aaron is getting all the the rest of the guys against the guy for being too aggressive. Yep, he set the tone as a wild guy during the game, yep. and then he gets the rose. Um, Hunter's takeaway, Hunter's takeaway is this. I don't know if this is going to bode too well. He says on camera, um. I got a rose because I was the aggressor yeah. in rugby. Yeah. So from now on, I'm going to be very aggressive. <laughs> yes. So no. yeah. I don't know how that will play. I don't right. know long term. I don't know long term how that's going to work. But he seems to think that he got the rose because of his his rugby play as opposed to the kids maneuver. Anyways, he gets a rose. So we're going to see more of Hunter around the house, which is nice. Um. But you could see the, uh, the I guess, underbelly of resentment from the other guys. And Hunter, some guys, when they get a rose, get a little bit more humble. They could, they could chill a little bit because they're not going to be around more. And then, you, then there's Hunter. Um, he gets empowered. And he is going to become the obnoxious asshole that only cares about his relationship with Katie now. Um, even though he basically just called Thomas last episode out on being about just him and Katie, now he's going to be that guy. 
Um, so we'll see how that works for him. Yep. Now, um, Greg. Greg. Oh, my goodness. From Addison, New Jersey. What do we think about Greg? Because you remember Mike A. told a couple of guys at the workout mat, and then he told Katie – yeah. This awful story his about died. his wife dying. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> they knew each other 16 years. He's obviously not over her. Like this is going to be his undoing. He's still in love with his with his uh deceased wife. Nothing against that. You're just not going to become engaged if that's if you wear that on your sleeve. He also so, later not to spoil it, but he also dropped a yesterday was her birthday later in the show. Like just guy. And that's what I'm saying. Hold, that's what hold I'm on saying. to that info. Like you, 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 exactly. yeah. He he told Katie in the one-on-one session it was her birthday, and, he's, and he starts tearing up. And I I could I could see in her head what she's thinking. That's so sweet. That's amazing. There's no way in hell I can marry this guy. Um, and so he, uh, I think for the third or fourth time in this season, he asks her if he can kiss her. Uh, the asking. Again. I get it. Again. I get. We want consent for everything. But, like, right. just right. move in and see how she reacts, okay? I'm not exactly. saying, like, go against her will, but come on. The asking is, like, pretty beta. I mean, the dude's had his one-on-one date. He has he has definitely got her attention. He has her really liking him. There's no reason to ask permission anymore. We're good. Um, yeah. Now, Greg, though, as, uh, as all the guys are sitting on the couch, Mike A chooses this time – to tell everybody the story that they haven't heard. He talks about the dead wife and 16 years and he has, he has a child and Greg just starts bawling his head off right next to him, like getting very emotional. And Greg is like, he does that cliched thing where he's like, it just shows you that, you know, you have to live every day. Like it's your last and perspective and crying. It's great. And then he takes that into his one-on-one with Katie and takes his shot. But like, what do we think about Greg at this point? When you watch that, what, 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 what are your, what's your perception of this whole thing? I, I don't know. Like it's, he's, he's not going to win. I mean, he might wait. I predicted that he was going to win at the beginning. Cause they had that moment over their dead dads. Yes. Yeah, so I mean, he might still win. I don't know. I just, I can't get with any of these guys. I don't like any of them. I don't know. I my thing is this, dude. We we really feel for you. Like sure. that is a that is a really awful story, and you have been through a ringer. And I empathize with you. But he was like, he couldn't control himself. Yeah. This Greg guy. Yeah. And again, this is a generational thing that I'm yeah. just. I, disconnecting with with these guys but anyways um greg takes that into his one-on-one with katie and katie's like um i'm I'm glad that you're expressing yourself this way because you've been kind of down and i it almost like you were gonna i thought you might leave the show yeah and greg's like what no not at all in fact i i just got this new newly gained perspective and i i want to i'm gonna take this to the end so anyways um, I just found that all that weird. So the one guy that was not allowed on the group date is our guy Andrew S., the Vienna football player yep. from uh, from Chicago yep. who speaks in a British accent yep. every once in a while. Now, um, 
his one-on-one date with her, it takes place at night. And she takes his hand and, and, and walks him out into the woods. And he's like openly worried and frightened. Like he's, he can't um, contain himself. He's just very afraid and it shows. And he's showing this to Katie. Uh, again, my theme in this entire episode is why are these dudes expressing so much? It's a uh, lot. But anyway. It's a lot. It's, I think it is a generational thing. So uh, there's, they think their emotions are really important and they want to tell everybody how they feel all the time. You, you know, this, this comes down to parenting, you know, their, their mothers told them they were special and that's a problem. And, and, and that leads me to my next thought here. So after this long ass, uh, date where they're, uh, they go to this lit up area and jump for envelopes and dig deeper and Andrew showing his personality and all this stuff, like, um, there's just this thing going on where, like, I thought Andrew S. was kind of a joker, kind of a guy that's kind of fun to have around, but he's got zero feature in the show. I agree. But but Andrew turned turned the corner, I think. Like, he, yeah. I thought there was a coin flip chance she was going to send him home. But like by getting emotional, you're saying it helped him. The dude tells a story about how his dad was sent to prison and was never around and it impacted his childhood and he could never do that to his family himself in a position. And, uh, she related because her dad, I guess was an asshole. Yeah. So now, now they're on really good terms after that whole reveal. So Andrew S who I thought there's a coin flip chance of him actually going home. He gets a, a, a rose with like flying colors. Um, and by the way, Again, I'm I, I'm watching this with with my son Jacob. Now, I like kind of like getting the perspective of first time watchers because we've been in it so long. We're we're so much in the weeds that like we kind of maybe miss some obvious things that are ridiculous. He said, when everybody was bitter about Hunter getting the rose, like Greg was like openly pissed off and stuff at the group date and stuff. Yep. Uh, Jacob's like, how come they're so how come they're so heartbroken? Um, can't they can't they still get the rose at the rose ceremony? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly right. That's, that's, yeah, the game's that's, not over. That's a very astute thing. Like, why be so heartbroken and uh, affected and and let Katie see you that way when you still have a lot of the show to go and you could you still have a very good chance of getting a rose because only two or three guys are going home. I, I thought that was, that was a funny comment. Um, so, anyways, uh, Andrew S. wins her over. He gets the rose too. Yeah. So, going into the rose ceremony, Hunter is very empowered. Yeah, he's got the rose. Got a rose. Blake's, Blake's got the rose because Katie this entire time has been wanting Blake to be on the show. Disgusting. And then Andrew S. Um, I think Andrew S becomes the second guy on this show that Katie says, I can see myself being with him at the end of the show. She says that after their one-on-one date. And she said that about Blake after yep. his one-on-one date. Yep. So she's Milwaukee. really painting herself into a corner here. Yep. I mean, did she not say that about Greg from Edison, New Jersey, on the after episode one, when he told a story about his dead dad, very close. And yep. then she said something similar <laughs> about Michael A. Yep. Um, 
So she's she's kind of she's going down that road where yeah. she's going to be in love with multiple guys and then uh, like at the end just not be secure with any of them. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, we go to the rose ceremony. Looks like we're going to finish an episode and like do an actual rose ceremony within the episode. That's right. Um, and Hunter again. Um, he doesn't take a step back because he's got a rose. He he amps up the aggression. He sets up a couch outside the uh, the cocktail party with a telescope, and he says to her, "I brought this from home." What? This to- dude brings a telescope oh. from home. You know how you- hard it is to bring shit, and that's that's a sensitive instrument. You can't just bring that on the plane. You can't just uh, check it, or you can't. You no, can't it's insane. Put it with the luggage, yeah. Well, yeah. you'd have to get one of those Pelican cases that are very expensive. Yeah. And then you don't you have to like recalibrate it when you get when it gets to its destination. I think so. Yeah, I'm calling. I'm calling bullshit on yes. that. You don't just bring a telescope from home. And what? And if you had one, why would you bring one? Yes. Uh, they probably just rented one from Radio Shack, of course, down the street or of wherever, course. wherever the hell you get a telescope. Radio um, Shack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. wherever you get one of those things that you look at stars and yeah there i have no yes. no interest um so oh. this, so check this out yeah. hunter i guess by sitting on the couch and looking through this telescope that takes a, that takes a lot of time and yeah. what does that do? it takes time from everybody else yeah and every so they have they show guys bitching about hunter who has a rose choosing to spend a lot of time with her which in their mind yeah. is selfish well it is in our our mind it's he wants to be the guy that wins the show the whole yeah so, the I, whole can i steal you for a minute thing is just fucking old i'm so sick of it they should make like two minute allotments and i get why they're doing it they want people to interrupt each other but it's so dumb it's so trite it's just been going on too long find another lane you you will admit that a couple weeks ago, you were like, "When are these guys going to get a backbone and say, yeah. dude, no, I'm uh, I'm not going to leave.'" And uh, Hunter did that. He James with the turtleneck and the gold chain walked up and wanted to interrupt the telescope session. And Hunter's like, "No, dude, we just got here. I need a couple more minutes." Uh, so at the very least, Hunter is like amping up the aggression, pissing off everybody else. And the the guy that uh, is really kind of becoming the biggest bitch of the show is Trey. Um, Trey Which one's Trey? Oh, Trey's Trey. the guy with the high top fade. Yeah, he yeah he's yeah. whines a lot. He spends a lot of time uh, being the fairness police. Everybody should get the the right amount of time. I, I think somebody misinformed Trey that the object of the show is to try to have Katie fall in love with 15 separate guys who got their fair share of time to be with her. Yeah, exactly. Somebody told, somebody told him that coming in, that the idea isn't to win her heart, it's to make sure all your guy peers get enough time with her. Because everybody, it's it's a fair world. Everybody gets trophies. So, uh, so Trey did not get time with her at the cocktail party. Well, that's a reason to throw down. It is because now he might not get a rose because Hunter 
who had a rose took up too much time. Yeah. Um, yep. It's so lame. Getting the little fact that if you want your time, you could just go up and take it or ask for it at the very least. But Trey decided to just sit there and bitch as opposed to go get your woman. So it comes down to this. Okay. Everybody is at the rose ceremony. The big drama this time around is, is Hunter, not is Hunter going home, but who's going to be sent home because Hunter took so much time. Yep. Yeah. It's Hunter's fault. And yeah, in other words, the three or four guys that she sends home tonight has nothing to do with the fact that she doesn't want them on the show. It has nothing to do with the fact that she doesn't see them as her her potential fiance. It's because Hunter took up too much of their time yep. at the at the cocktail party. And that's in Trey's mind, that's how he's thinking. And of course, she strings every she strings Trey out to the very end. They have him bitch camera. And it comes down to the final rose, and it's Trey, the lawyer from Newport Beach. Yep. Another guy that is hasn't done a whole lot, and then another guy who hasn't done a whole and lot. Courtney with the Q. Courtney with the Q. Yeah. Yeah. And we know he's going home because he did crap humor uh, with his one on one. Yeah. Yes. So it comes down to those guys, and she salvages Trey by yeah. giving him a rose. Yeah. So uh, emergency avoided. Uh, Hunter's Hunter's time did not take away his time on the show. He's going to advance. So going home is the Newport Beach attorney that we none, neither of us know anything about because he got zero airtime on the show. Yep. Um, Sorry to see him go. Some, He's back back to Hungary to play water polo. Some other vague dude who didn't get a lot of airtime. He was just like one of the guys. Didn't recognize him at all. Um, and then Courtney with a Q. Q. No more with a q r.i.p we're probably going to have to get back with courtney with a c right you know no well there is no on. other courtney oh no i'm saying from now on oh. on the bachelor and in the history of of man i think we're just going to have courtney with a c right good point. well eventually all these guys will show up on the bachelor in paradise so uh let's hope uh anything we need to we're looking to have t- anything from the previews for next week Previews, there's a lot of crying. Yeah. There's a lot. Yeah. I think. Uh, but I couldn't tell if that was the whole, that's the whole season, right? That's not just next week. Ton of, ton of crying. Um, there was, you know, the, I always look for what, which scenes would be the deception scenes. And there is a low angle of, uh, I think it's Michael in a groom's, um, in a groom's suit, tux. Uh-huh. And, then, and then her in a wedding dress. Um, really close to each other, and and guess what? That's probably like it's it's a no date, in, right? It's yeah. gonna be one of those stupid dates where yeah. they take pictures. Hey, practice. Yes, they yeah. did that. Well, they did that last. They, hold on. Yeah, they did that last season with Zach and, and Tasha, and then they yep. ended up. He ended up winning. Exactly right. Uh, but so for the I think thing. I really think they do those dates so that they could show these promos and fool people like they somebody actually thinks that those two are the final two um and then uh to end the date um hunter sticks with his new brand of aggression aaron starts to throw a toast he's like uh uh i'm aaron and i'm always gonna talk like this and i'm always uh uh you know it's there's a lot of obstacles this season but i'm gonna and then hunter just breaks in 
Yeah. And yeah. just yes. finishes the tote. And that's going to be Hunter from now on. Yeah, Hunter and sucks. It's going to wear thin. It's probably going to wear thin. Well, because they got rid of Carl because he was like too on the nose in terms of being a disruptor. They needed a yep. more, they needed just a regular psychopath. And they're like, and that's, that's what I've argued on the show. Like, you don't need to bring in, you don't need to juice it because the, by virtue of the fact that they were chosen to be on the show, a couple of these dudes are going to be psycho. And we're seeing that with Hunter and we're seeing that with the guy who's the bitch, Aaron. Great point. Yeah. I think that that's a great point to end on. Yes. No need to plant. No plans. These people are dramatic anyways. And if you, if you have good casting people, they're going to find these psychopaths. A hundred percent. Okay. We'll, we'll uh, check in again with you guys next week for Jason Stewart. I'm Brian Beckner. This has been the bachelor lifestyle from the ball lifestyle.com. We'll see you next time. The most dramatic ever. That's what we like. Play your cards right. You might end up on paradise. Here's the key to the fantasy suite. Balls deep so you can sleep with your third or fourth girl of the week. We're making a connection. We're falling in love. We're chilling in the mansion outside the hot tub. we starting in LA and then we travel the world. We toast in champagne. We got 32 girls. Who gets a hometown and who's the most hated? Who had the best date and who's getting eliminated? We always speculating like you wouldn't believe. But I cheated lot. Going to reality, Steve. So it's the bachelor lifestyle we living in. It's the ball of lifestyle we living in. It's the bachelor lifestyle we living in.